0: Everyone and welcome to a new episode of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me, as always, is my co-host Mark. Mark, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, Alan. I am doing pretty good, buddy. I a little cold, maybe, but other than that, pretty good. Yeah,
0: it, it, we're in January, and January has turned into January weather. Finally.
1: Yeah, I've I've decided to not believe in January. Me too. How's that working?
0: Uh, not not so great. No, it sucks. But, you know, this ties into our thematic approach to 2022, Mark, which is why try.
1: Why try. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: why try to even consider that January might be real?
1: No, I'm just going to lay down right here and have, you know, lunch brought to me every day. That's it.
0: That sounds amazing. It sounds amazing, doesn't it? It really does. That that schniz
1: sounds amazing.
0: That schniz. Well, thanks. Now that's what I want to happen, and I'm just going to have to live with disappointment. (laughs) Uh. Well, folks, we're here this week to cover season four, episode four. Pawnee Rangers. Pawnee Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I remembered this episode. Did you, Mark? I did. Yeah, I'd say I I remembered 80 plus percent of it. There were a few surprises.
1: Yeah, I I think that's probably accurate for me, too.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to going through this one. Me, too. All right. Well, this week's episode comes in at 21 minutes and 33 seconds. There was no producer's cut. It first aired on October 13th, 2011. This was directed by Charles McDougall. This was the second of two that Charles directed. Uh, you might also recognize his name from The Office and some other shows. And most recently, he's, he's directed the first two episodes of a show called Julia, which is about the life of Julia Child. So mm. looking forward to that. And this week's episode was written by Alan Yang. And this is the sixth of 16
1: for Alan. So. We like him.
0: We do. He, you know, he produced like 88 of the episodes of Parks and Recreation. I think he acted as Chang, the character Chang from Mouse Rat and 14 of them. So, wow. And this is the six of 16 that he's got the writing credit for. Wow. Yeah. So, Mark, I'm looking forward to hearing your synopsis today.
1: I am, too. Whatever it is I'm about to say. Yeah. Did Constantine write those for you again? All right. Let me get started. So I have this split up into three stories. Um, A story, B story, C story, and the A story I have entitled as goddesses versus rangers.
0: Very apropos.
1: Yeah. Ron is the leader of a Boy Scout-esque club called the Pawnee Rangers with Andy as assistant. Five years ago, a girl was turned away because the club is for boys only. So Leslie created the girls only Pawnee goddesses with Anne and April as assistants. Leslie is determined to avenge the past rejection by proving her club is better. So she arranges a goddess goddesses weekend camping trip at the same time and place as the Pawnee Rangers. Uh Uh-oh. As the weekend progresses, oh indeed, the rangers become increasingly jealous of the goddesses is, 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 who are having a lot more fun inside a decorated cabin with crafts and pillow fights and candy and prizes while the rangers remain outside, are told to make a shelter with virtually no materials or training, and have beans in a can. At one point, one of the rangers actually goes so far as to try and defect over to the goddesses. What will happen? Will Leslie and the goddesses allow the boy to join their club? Can Ron demonstrate all the practical uses for a tarpaulin? Is Leslie for or against having a public forum with Ron and the rangers? Stay tuned to find out, dot, dot, dot. Very nice, very nice. What would you get for the B story? The B story I entitled... Not very creatively, but here you go. Treat yourself. Very good. Yeah, it's inappropriate. All right. So, is that the fourth
0: of the Batman movies?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No comment. No comment. (laughs) On the Friday that the Rangers and Goddesses take off for their wilderness weekend, Donna and Tom decide to go out on their annual treat yourself trip, where they spend a day pampering themselves and spending extravagantly on things they don't need. Although this is typically a Tom and Donna thing, Donna notices that Ben seems stressed out and really, really down, and so she convinces Tom, just this once, to let Ben come along with them, hoping it will lift his spirits. As the day progresses, it becomes clear that A, Ben is wound tight and needs to do something, and B... Tom and Donna's ideas of how to relax may not exactly be what Ben needs. How will this turn out? Can Donna convince Ben to warm up to acupuncture? Can Tom convince Ben to buy more than a pair of plain white socks? What extravagant purchase does Ben finally land on? Stick around. All will be revealed. Dot, dot, dot. Very nice job. All right. So now we have the C story, which I entitled... The Millie doesn't fall far from the Jerry tree. Or does it? <laughs> with the Rangers and Goddesses on Wilderness Weekend and Don, Tom, and Ben on their treat self trip, Jerry ends up being the only one left in the office. When Chris sees this, he decides to give Jerry the day off. Jerry is really appreciative and invites Chris to have lunch with him and his daughter Millicent, or Millie. At first, Chris politely declines, but when Millie comes into the office to have lunch with Jerry... Chris sees how attractive she is retroactively accepting Jerry's offer and oh, goes yeah. out to lunch with both of them during lunch. It is certain; it certainly seems as though Chris and Millie are hitting it off. What will happen? How many Facebook interest groups do Chris and Millie share? Are there potential sparks in the air for these two? How does Chris interact with Jerry realizing he is Millie's father? Hang in there, podcast viewers. Only time will tell dot dot dot. Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, very nice job on the synopsis. The judges uh, gave the same three storylines. Oh, good. Yeah.
1: Good. The TVA approves. The TVA approves. All right. Thank you,
0: lizard overlords. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, how about your AKAs, Mark? What'd you get this week?
1: All right. Well, I decided to do one for each of the TVA approved storylines. that's good. Um, From the the Chris and Jerry uh, storyline, my AKA is, uh, I think Chris is, is spouting the benefits of getting rest. And he says, you know- Google those rat tumors. Because he told him about, you know, rats don't get rest. They get they get rat tumors. Yeah, they get rat tumors. All right, enough of that. All right. So so the second one uh is uh from the the you know the the Tom and Donna storyline. Yeah. <sighs> And it's not real great. It's treat yourself, but but I mean, how can you not use that over and over and it's over? It's a bit of a classic. It 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 a It's a classic for a reason. Doggone it! it. Is, yeah. All right. And so then my from my uh, from the A story, I have Ron, who is describing the activities for his troop, and he said, "We have one activity planned: not getting killed." Very nice. You can't go wrong with that. It's It's got the Swanson seal of approval all over it. <laughs> How about you? What do you got?
0: Well, Mark, you know, first, let me remind our, our viewers at home. We haven't done this in a while. We started this whole AKA thing, I think, with episode one. Because yes. we were not super duper impressed with the NBC slash writers slash, uh, you know, uh, uh, powers that be mm-hmm. and their naming capabilities. I mean, the episode title is officially Pawnee Rangers. and right. That's true. Right. They're in there. Yeah. But so are the goddesses. And so is, you know, Treating Yourself and Batman and a bunch of other stuff. So we offer up our AKAs as alternative Titles for these episodes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just a quick reminder. I thought it'd be good to do that. Um, on the C storyline, the uh, basically the Chris and Jerry storyline. Yes. Uh, my AKA was totally different than yours. Mine was Google those rat tumors. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yours
1: is better. Uh, it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, Chris is a crazy man. From the B storyline, which is Ben, Donna, and Tom, of course. Yes. Um, uh, And I could kind of relate to this because Ben is not having a great time at first. Uh He's not good at relaxing. No. Neither am I. No? So, no, That's I'm really weird. bad at it. God, and, all right. Uh, shut up. So <laughs> Ben goes, uh, and we'll talk about why, but he says, this is the most stressed out I've ever been in my life at a time when he really should be relaxed. That's a good one. Can totally relate. Yeah. Yeah, and much better than yours. <laughs> um, and, then, <laughs> and then my final AKA for the A storyline, the, the Leslie and Ron storyline, of course. Um, Leslie, at one point, she she's taught these girls so well, Mark, that they basically kind of take over at one point, and she says, "I've created a a mob of little Leslie Note monsters." Yep. So, and we'll see how she feels about that.
1: Pretty good, you know, Alan. I want to make a a point of how much we've we've matured as as a podcast because there was a point where if you and I had AKAs that collided, yeah, we were convinced the world was going to yeah, end. Yeah,
0: it, it was coming to an end.
1: But. With our new mantra of "Why try?" Yeah,
0: meh, meh. Yeah, let's just move on. No big deal. Well, in fact, let's do that. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the episode breakdown. Mark, uh, you're gonna take it out. Uh, take it from the top this week, as the kids
1: say. I'm gonna take it from the middle and climb to wherever I need to go. I, I love that approach. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, in our cold open, this is a really long cold open. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about this and I am unsure if we have a cold open that's longer than this.
0: It is being researched as we speak. Oh, good. Yeah. The intern did not get done in time for today's podcast, but we promised to weigh in at some point, probably do something of a cold open review. Mm, mm. I think I think that's what we're talking about yeah. now
1: in the writer's room. So we'll see. All right. Fair yeah. enough. So this sucker is uh, is almost two and a half minutes long. Yeah. Now it is very plot relevant sure because is. in two and a half minutes you got to talk about something. You better be plot relevant. <laughs> so we 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 start out and we see we're at City and, Hall.
0: And, and you know, beyond that, Mark, I should mention too. I think we have five scenes officially. Two, maybe three locations mm. and three sets of talking heads. Partridge
1: and a pear tree. Yeah, that too. Yeah, a partridge
0: and a pear tree. Everything's
1: in there. It, so it's got the kitchen sink. It certainly does. Yeah. Well, it, so we're, we're at City Hall where they have one or two kitchen sinks at least. And, and we see Ron in his office and he's talking to a group of young boys with Andy to the side looking on. And they're all dressed in similar Boy Scout esque uniforms with hats that say Pawnee Rangers. Ron is adopting his typical stern-slash-tough approach to things and has no interest in fun, instead focusing on teaching survival skills and life lessons, that sort of thing. We then see Leslie in her office talking to a similar group of young girls with Anne and April present as well. They are all dressed in pink and purple uniforms with patches that say Pawnee Goddesses, and we learn... Five years ago, a fifth-grade girl was turned away by the Pawnee Rangers, saying the club was for boys only. So Leslie made this girls-only club in direct response. And she has a more playful-slash-supportive approach and, and is unsurprisingly focused on fun above all else, like giving out prizes and badges for all sorts of things all throughout the day. And finally... We see both Leslie and Ron walk out into the central bullpen dressed in their respective uh, troop uniforms. And Leslie immediately begins to taunt Ron and tries to make him admit, my club's better. Say it, say it, say it, say it. And Ron, for the most part, just kind of stares her down. And we get the immediate impression that this is intensely personal for Leslie and that she's not just trying to make things better. She's aggressively avenging a past injustice.
0: Yeah, that sounds right to me. I mean, I, I think she takes this personally, this this insult that happened five years ago. Yeah. It was a committee, I guess, that basically said, no, you, you go make your own group. And she said, and the kid who they said that to, you know, obviously couldn't do that on her own. So Leslie stepped in to do that.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: I, I love the part, too, where, you know, Ron's basically kind of defending himself. And he says, look, I have no problem with strong women, Leslie. <laughs> yeah. And Leslie goes, <laughs> Who's Leslie? My name's Annabelle Vandergraaff, and you all I just fall to pieces when the sun shines on my hair. <laughs> like
2: which I don't is know it? what a hair it is, Pick but it one. made me laugh.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And we learn immediately that today is Grumpy Ben Day. Mm. And and apparently this is because he is now down to a single reason that he believes he has to stay in Pawnee. Mm. Uh, and maybe not even that one.
1: Yeah, that may have been subtracted. So he may be down to one minus. I'll do the math later. I think it. I think it's zero. Oh my. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I empathize with grumpy Ben for reasons I'm not going to go into. But anyway, I don't care. Um. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why ben, I try? Why? Why try? That's it. It keeps on coming back full circle. So Ben is talking to Jerry and Donna in a conference room, uncharacteristically grumpy that they haven't been doing their paperwork the way that they should. Ben is clearly very uptight, highlighted even more in a talking head where he says. Like you said, Alan, I used to have one really good reason for staying in Pawnee, pregnant pause, stares at Leslie. She said, but now I'm not sure what's keeping me here. I mean, he's he's clearly having a tough breakup, he a tough time with his breakup with Leslie.
0: Yeah. Well, and apparently the thing, the other thing that might be keeping him here is he's only two sandwiches away from a free meatball sub, but, oh, wait, that card is now expired.
1: <laughs> I know. You you get your hopes up and they're just dashed right Some up days from under you. the
0: universe just kicks you when you're down. Oh,
1: my kingdom for a meatball sub. I'll tell you what.
0: Well, Mark, we may take the action over to what I'm calling the Pawnee Campgrounds because I don't they don't really tell us what it is. So I like no, it. You like it? Yeah. Right, fair enough. And there at the campsite, we basically have two dominions of the will, We get the dominion for the boys, yeah. which they mostly hang around at the campfire circle yeah. and sleep on the ground. And then there's a beautiful it's the floor, but the, whatever. <laughs> that's when it's inside, Mark. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You really need to work on these outdoor skills. <laughs> <laughs> and then the goddess cabin, which you alluded to in your your description at the beginning, oh, yeah, which yeah. Is just beautifully apportioned. and And I think quite a bit more plush.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. Well, yeah, the the scene opens and we see um, the 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 Pawnee Rangers mobile, a large van, you know, drive up to a grassy outdoors location. And then we see a similar vehicle, much more colorfully colored, uh, pull up with the uh, Pawnee goddesses. Ron gives each of the Rangers a gift. That's what he calls it anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) A, a cardboard box inside the cardboard box is a canvas sheet. I guess that's actually two gifts if you include the box. Uh, and, and he gives them 10 <laughs> minutes to assemble a shelter. Mmm, that's fun. And, and then we switch to the Pawnee Goddesses, in contrast, yeah. who are a short distance away, enjoying a comfy wilderness-style cabin. And Leslie asks everyone what they made during their, what she called their loosely structured craft time. And Anne is a little embarrassed to show everyone her monstrous corn husk dolls that she made when she just is <laughs> up third in the fire this is interesting to me we've seen this from Ann before back yeah. in i want to say the camel she's not really talented when it comes to artsy craftsy stuff no she she's she's got
0: the science brain there being a nurse and all and not so much on the art brain
1: mm, yeah i think you may be right mm-hmm. yeah
0: well i like to mark that you know uh when ron basically gives them their two gifts um, you know, he basically explains that the first one is this sheet of canvas. Yeah. and the second is of course the box itself. Yeah. <laughs> and and of course he tells them they've got time to go build their their uh, you know their shelter, if you will, with the two gifts. But right. I loved his description of all the things a canvas sheet can be used for. Mm-hmm. Making tents, mm-hmm. backpacks, mm-hmm. shoes, yep. stretchers. Yep. Sales, Definitely. tarpaulins, as yeah. you've already mentioned. Yep. True. Um, and I suppose the most dire circumstances could allow you to also make
1: art. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Maybe an Eagleton.
0: Yeah. Well, so apparently Ron and April are at least on the same page about art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from there, Mark, we bounce back to the bullpen for a few minutes. And we're about to witness our introduction to the best day of the year. And it's all about treats, no tricks. And yes, that's right. It's treat yourself.
1: That is correct. So at City Hall, of all people, we say DJ Blunts from <laughs> Entertainment 720 come up to the front desk with a jam box on his shoulder. And actually, let's, let's just play this clip. This is good. I agree. Let's do
2: DJ Blutz is in the building. Here to announce that Tom Haverford is in the building. Oh, what you want to? Donatella, T Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. I got a question. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think about inviting Ben to come along with us today? Why no? This is our thing. He really seems like he could use a day off. He's like a skinny little rubber band that's about to snap (laughs) in half. Exactly. He doesn't know how to relax. Donna, you and I are relaxation professionals. There's no way Ben can slow down enough to keep up with us. Manuvian princess, this is our holy day. It's a one day a year. I allow myself to be selfish. Ooh, cupcakes. Those are all for me, Jerry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's so much to like about that, Mark.
1: There is a lot. First of all, Jerry got smacked down when he reaches for the cupcakes. I gotta like that. Um, but, yeah, Tom is clearly not happy about even the idea of, of Ben joining what he clearly considers to be a Tom and Donna thing.
0: This is sacred ground to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the one day a year he actually allows himself to be selfish. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Mark, I know you noticed as I did and as our viewers did that this is Treat Yourself 2011. Best day of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um I saw, found some evidence, and I don't remember whether it was deleted scenes or maybe a scene later in the show where we we know it goes back to at least 2009. Mm. But I have yet to find anything about when to Treat Yourself might have actually had its genesis. Mm. So I'm curious to know if any of our viewers might know. Mm. So if you happen to know, hit us up on the socials, email us, all that stuff's out on our website. Uh, we'd like to know.
1: That is very interesting.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Well, from there, we move back to the campfire circle and, you know, both groups are enjoying a delicious lunch involving multiple ethnic foods from around the world Mm -hmm. and and, and lukewarm beans straight out of the can, uh, depending on which group you're in.
1: Mm. Gosh, I don't know which one I'd want to be in. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, that's just not true. Um, (laughs) So we have Leslie and the Pawnee Goddesses have set up tables outside full of home prepared ethnic food. Okay, mystery solved. Right next to them, the Pawnee Rangers have set up their campfire and are eating delicious beans from a can. (laughs) (laughs) Furthermore, when Leslie lists all the fun events on their schedule for the day, the boys ask Ron what's on their schedule, and it is my A.K.A. Not getting killed. That's like the one thing. So we can, I think, see already the boys are getting a little jealous of all the stuff the girls are doing.
0: Well, Mark, I mean, clearly there's a lot to be jealous of. There's a whole list of things, my favorite of which was the puppet show about the Bill of Rights set to Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. That's very detailed. Well, I got to believe it's going to be memorable. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Sounds like fun. I I might need that as a mnemonic device. I want the s'mores off. I want to be part of that. The s'mores off does sound kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back at the bullpen, Chris finds Jerry, as you'd alluded to earlier, pretty much working by himself And he's worried that Jerry might be overworking himself. Man, where is April when you need her?
1: Oh, I know. (laughs) Just a pounce on that moment. So, yeah, at City Hall, we see Chris walking through the bullpen and he's noticing that hardly anyone is there. And he finally sees Jerry at his desk and realizing everyone else is gone, tells Jerry to take the day off. And Jerry appreciates this and says he's going to go have lunch with his daughter. And he invites Chris to join them, but Chris politely declines.
0: You know, I found two things interesting about this. The Mm. first of all, uh, Chris is engaging Jerry, but it seems to be clearly in a single direction uh, because he basically says, you know, oh, everyone must be at Rangers weekend. And then Jerry goes to offer that he was a ranger for 12 years and Chris just shuts him straight down. So...
1: Kind of interesting to me. I noticed that and I, I I don't think that it was an intentional thing. I think it's like, you know, in the Peanuts comic strip, how Pigpen just collects dust. Yes. And it's not really anybody's fault. It just happens. Yeah, sure. I think that this is the, the PBJ equivalent of the Pigpen dust. Like it's Like Chris can't help it, but I don't think he has any heat behind it. We can talk about it later, but
0: while our trope is PBJ, I'm nearly certain this is the first time Chris has participated in PBJ.
1: Oh, you may be right. Yeah, but yeah.
0: I, I had a good little chuckle. Mm. Well, over in Donna's Mercedes, Tom and Donna are on their way to celebrate Treat Yourself 2011. Best day of the year. And they quickly see the only thing sadder than Ben
1: realizing that his sandwich card has expired. Oh, yeah. That is a sad, sad thing indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see Ben. Sitting outside on a bench by himself, kind of mopey, eating a cup of soup, staring off into the middle distance. <laughs> He's not doing great. And then we see Donna and Tom slowly drive by and Donna's Mercedes Benz. And then seeing Ben like this, Tom finally gives in to Donna and Donna gets out. And she grabs Ben and tells him, you're coming with us, rubber band, and shoves him in the bends and drives off. And Ben is a little confused as to exactly what's happening.
0: He's like, what are you? No arguing no, and no soup in the Benz. And she throws his soup out.
1: No, just blap. Poor guy. Around the ground.
0: Yeah. I guess he'll eat later. Yep. Back at the goddess cabin, Leslie proves that there is not much she won't officially celebrate. And the boys almost lose
1: one of their own. That's right. We see an outside shot of the Pawnee goddess's cabin first, and we hear excited shrieking. Ah! And then we see the inside of the cabin where all the girls are g- apparently ganging up on April with pillows. Like they're yeah. having a big pillow fight. And by the way, I noticed that Anne is by, by herself in the to the side of the room, just kind of half-heartedly hitting herself with the pillow because yeah. I don't want anything to do with her. She's not this really is hysterical to yeah. me. We then hear Leslie go rung, 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 and strum her ukulele three times. So I guess that signals the end of an event, which I yeah. kind of like. Yeah, I like and it too. The girls all obediently gather around. You know, they stop their pillow fight. And Lily, Leslie congratulates them on a great pillow fight. And she begins to hand out the pillow fight awards, which why not? And then there's a knock on the door. And then Leslie goes to answer the door and she opens it and she sees Darren there from the Pawnee Rangers. Ah. Darren wants to defect and join the Pawnee Goddesses.
0: Leslie has this little interesting talking head right there, and she goes, "I did it! My club is officially the best." <laughs> she yeah. said she would give herself, the, you know, the the merit badge that says "best club founder," but right. she doesn't have one, so she's going to have to settle for prettiest eyes as a placeholder. Match. Almost as good. And she's always secretly wanted
1: it. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't she? <laughs> Holy cow.
0: Well, there's a quick fade to black and we don't have to wait too long to figure out what happens there, Mark. I know another story about, um, you know, a a kid who took beans for granted, but this one was named Jack. And I think this kid's name is actually Darren. So they're not the same in case you were confused.
1: I bet Jack had more fun than the Pony Rangers are having, though. We'll see. Yeah. so (laughs) He at least had a beanstalk. (laughs) He did. So it's got a, it's got a, I don't know. Anyway, so Ron is now in there. Ron is here. This isn't good. Ron is now in the Pawnee Goddess's cabin speaking to Darren. Did did
0: Leslie rat out Darren? Is that what happened? Basically, she went and got Ron.
1: You know, that's a great question. I think that's what I assumed had happened because, um, I mean, she didn't want that nasty boy there. Um, (sighs) Darren's a sweet kid. What are you talking about? And so. Ron is clearly confused and irritated that Darren tried to defect. And Leslie tells him that their club is for girls only. You should go, you know, make your own club. And Ron ends up leaving with Darren, asking Leslie to keep the ruckus down so my boys can focus on solitude. Wow. And that Darren should get back
0: to his canvas box. We will discuss this no further. That's right. Yeah. Ron's not doing so well at this point. Right. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder about Leslie
1: a little bit. Well, I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, the Treat Yourself 2011 tour has its first stop
1: at a spa I'm calling the Eagleton Spa Works with an X. Did you not see the name of it? No. See, I I like your name so much better. Mine's better. I'm just going to move on. Fair enough. But it, it was called Therapy Spa. I looked for it. I missed it. And it was on the back and it's spelled T-H-E-R-A-P-I-E.
0: Those bastards. I knew they would misspell something. So in my made up name, I misspelled works.
1: Did you use the X? Yeah, X. Nice. Yeah. Yours is better. I was in tune. All right.
0: Yeah. All right. Even though I'm not very, I just wasn't very observant, apparently.
1: Huh? Oh, so (laughs) anyway, we see Tom and Ben at the. The thing you just said, yeah. The the the, the Eagleton uh, Wax Works uh, Spa works there.
0: Yes, that place. And and,
1: uh, and and they're relaxing in reclining chairs. They're wearing white robes, and waters flowing by them, and gentle music plays in the background. And Ben and Tom talk about what Treat Yourself Day means, and whether or not Ben gets it. He didn't get it. He does not get it. And what Ben does also not get is what the heck Donna's doing when he sees her walk into view with several multicolored acupuncture needles in her face. He is horrified. She recommends Ben try it. I don't think Ben's convinced. He's not. She looks like a scene from Hellraiser Pawnee. I would would see that one. I
0: think I would see that one, too. It might be the only one I would actually watch anyway. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's terrifying, though. She
0: looks a little terrifying. Yeah. Well, back at City Hall, uh, Chris runs into Jerry and his daughter, and Chris just happens to change his mind about lunch. How
1: weird. That is how weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Jerry is walking into the bullpen with his daughter, Millicent, or Millie. A very attractive young blonde woman. And they're getting ready.
0: Stepdaughter, uh, you know, adopted. I mean, what do you think? Uh,
1: no, I think that Gail had some uh, had some say in the genetic. uh, uh bo- all of it. Bed she had there. all of it. She had all of it. I think yeah. she told Jerry to go stare, stare in a corner, stand in a corner, whatever it takes, Bob. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so she's So she's very, very cute. Uh, And blonde and young and perky. And so they're getting ready to go to lunch together. And Jerry sees Chris approaching them in the hallway and says, oh, I want to introduce you to my boss and introduces Chris to Millie. And, you know, I wish that they had a sound effect like (laughs) (laughs) or maybe it would be more like because Chris sees how attractive Millie is and retroactively (laughs) accepts Jerry's original offer. And it would have
0: to be the (laughs) Ahuga car horn, Mark. It's the only one that works.
1: <laughs> oh, good, indeed, and then he leaves with them for lunch. I love it.
0: Well, Mark, back at the goddess cabin, a good leader can often inspire their followers in unexpected ways. And in this case, Leslie might have inspired them a little more than she realized or meant to.
1: Mm, I think you may be right. Well, yeah, back at the Pawnee goddess's cabin, some of the girls are questioning Leslie's decision to send Darren away. Actually, you know what? Let's have Constantine play this clip. Let's do that indeed.
2: Ladies, I just wanted to thank you for not cheering when I sent Darren away. Miss Nope, wasn't Darren just asking for the same equality that you and the goddesses wanted five years ago? In a sense, <laughs> but it's a little bit more complicated. Wasn't than... your answer the very same thing that the Ranger Council said to you? Don't. Stick to your own kind? Who wants homemade peanut brittle? Miss Perkins, please, we're in the middle of a debate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, goddesses. We just struck a huge blow for equality by proving that we were better than them. I disagree. What about a public forum? You always say that
0: there's no better solution for a hot button issue than a good old fashioned public forum.
2: Great idea, Lauren. What was that? <laughs> I said, great idea, Lauren. <laughs> I've taught them too well. I've created a mob of little Leslie Note monsters. Yep. I'm so proud. And a little annoyed, but mostly proud. 70-30.
1: <laughs> That's not a bad percentage. It's
0: it's about right.
1: It so, really is. So I noticed two two notes I made about this. Number one, it seems like Anne is getting shunned with way more frequency than I anticipated. It's funny
0: though. Like she's trying really hard, and <laughs> yeah. how could she go wrong with peanut brittle? I know,
1: right. And then the timing's everything. It really is. And then the second thing is, I think Leslie is both a little impressed and a little annoyed with uh, her protégés and how this is playing out.
0: Yeah, I agree. They, uh, they, they definitely have taken after the master.
1: Oh, yes, yes, for sure.
0: Well, back over at Eagleton Spa Works or whatever it's actually called. Mm-hmm. Mark, you've heard the idiom that one person's trash is another person's treasure. Well, I think the same might go for relaxation here.
1: Yeah, back at the spa, um, Ben is being metamorphosized into Hellraiser himself. <laughs> the, the acupuncture specialist Lisa is putting needles into his face, and she, he is shuddering. He is he is trembling. He is so stressed out. He is clearly not having a good time. And you know, Tom tries to take his mind off of things by talking to him, but it it, it just does not work.
0: Yeah, it really doesn't. He's like, Ben, listen, I'm going to talk to you about things that will take your mind off the needles, okay? Yeah. Accounting, Ooh. trigonometry, Yes. stamps,
1: probably. I'm more of a rare coins guy. Help me. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> oh,
0: it's a funny little scene. Well, at lunch, Chris and Millicent are
1: getting on great. And I think Jerry just wants to eat. I, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, they're at a restaurant. I didn't catch the name of this. I know how you are with, with places yeah, and it, names. I named it the Farmhouse Restaurant. I, I, fair enough. Chris is at the farmhouse restaurant with Millicent and Jerry having lunch, having a great time, as of course he would. Well, it turns out Millie and Chris have a lot in common, and they really seem to be hitting it off.
0: She's like a female version of him and and, and vice versa. I even
1: noticed her using the word literally.
0: That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Well, back at the campfire circle, we see a new type of public forum, and the debate rages on but there is always a chance at common ground.
1: Yeah. Leslie has taken Lauren's uh, Lauren, Lauren's mm-hmm. suggestion to heart. Both the rangers and the goddesses are outside together, and Leslie's using an old tree stump as a podium, banging a wooden spoon just like a gavel. No, it works. Ron, th- of course, thinks all this is ridiculous, but we hear from the goddesses and the rangers, and it seems like... The majority seem to be in favor of joining the groups together. Yeah.
0: There there's a great deleted scene here where I think Ron goes to speak on his behalf or something and like he, he isn't holding the speaking spoon. So oh. Leslie hands it to him. Oh and he chucks it into the lake.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you had to know that was coming. <laughs>
0: uh, the girls are really into this though, and they're taking this kind of like a civics lesson and and they're they're Actually, kind of eloquent about their their thoughts on this. I kind of liked it.
1: I, I agree. I think Leslie did a great job in in mentoring them clearly. Um, I mean, like seriously, it's not just about fun. They seem very well educated. Right. And I also really like I like Leslie's talking head where she's telling us the audience, Alan. She's telling us. Uh, Well, the goddesses are making some very well-informed statement, but the most compelling point is from Darren about (laughs) the candy. We have amazing candy in there. We really do. Because at one point, I think Darren says, it's cold and dirty out here (laughs) and you guys have candy. Yeah. I want the candy. (laughs) I can't vote the guy for that.
0: Again, the this is shows the differential in kids at the same age between boys and girls. The girls are advanced and speaking about civics. Darren just wants some of the candy. I still want the candy. I know. I get it. But like, <laughs> I guess it's hard to think about civics as if your
1: basic needs aren't being met, Mark. I'm sorry. I was concentrating on a Snickers bar. What did you say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the treat yourself tour continues beyond <laughs> the spa, and we now see the trio going to a place that Tom's going to call Nirvana. Mm.
1: Yeah, Donna, Tom, and Ben are walking through the Eagleton Mall with Tom narrating all the cool stuff that makes it. I'm so sorry, great. I have to stop you already. What?
0: It's called the Plaza at Eagleton.
1: Is that what it's called? It, and it really is. Did I didn't you make, make that up? up.
0: No, no, that that is a real thing. It's mm. in the it's in the dialogue.
1: Boy cried wolf. All right, it's like yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's it's, it's a Plaza blah Eagleton. Blah, blah. And though know, Tom's narrating all the stuff that makes it so cool. There's a reflecting pool. There's an old timey yeah. train. Actually, that does sound really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it does yeah. too. And, and so he's narrating all the cool stuff, and then they transition into a clothing store all of a sudden, where we see Donna and Tom make extravagant choices, pretending like they're conflicted until the other person tells them. Treat yourself, which, you know, apparently makes it OK. Like, that's their catchphrase. I love it. Ben thinks that they're crazy.
0: Yeah, he, he thinks they're nuts. It's another great example. Ben just doesn't quite get it yet. Bidgy. Bidgy. Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe he'll get there. We'll find out. Yo. Yep. Well, back at the Parks Department, things are moving fast with Chris. And I don't mean just through his digestive
1: system. <laughs> Man, he's not just a speed reader. Oh,
0: my Lord. <laughs> That kale salad's already gone and through him.
1: I mean, I would almost call him dangerous to be around at that speed.
0: (laughs) No wonder he had trouble stopping pooping. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What else can I say? Yes, he did. All right. Well, let's see where this goes. So back at City Hall, (laughs) we see Chris approaching Jerry in the bullpen and... Chris tells Jerry that he had a great time at lunch yeah. and thinks Millie is amazing. We're going to skip the kale salad, fair enough, and that he wants to date Millie. And and Chris begins to launch into a long uh, uh, polite and respectful but right. OCD list of things he wants to do to earn Jerry's approval. And Jerry responds, which I thought was really sweet on Jerry, he said, "Chris, I appreciate the gesture. It's very nice, but Millie, she's a grown woman and of course I trust her." And I trust you. And I I love, love, love the end of this scene. (laughs) So this causes Chris is so uh, appreciative and thankful that Jerry said this to him. Very heartfelt. That he just turns to Jerry and gives him, thanks him, and gives him a giant hug. And the hug keeps lasting. And the hug keeps lasting for several awkward seconds without letting go. And Jerry looks awkward at first. Yeah. And then finally, he gives up and accepts the hug with a,
2: hmm. (laughs) I love
1: that. Well, I think Anne's alluded to the fact that Chris is a good hugger. Uh, he must be. Yeah. I mean, how can you not be a good hugger when you're the million-dollar Traeger? Well, there you go.
0: Well, back at the campfire circle, Mark, yeah. there is a battle underway, and not everybody is playing fair.
1: No, no, no and maybe, fair.
0: Maybe somebody whose name rhymes with Schmeshley, especially.
1: I don't know who you're talking about, but we will see what happens here. Well, back at this outside uh, wooden speaking spoon, a tree stump, a, a, a thing, podium, outside open forum there with the goddesses and the rangers and God knows what else. Ron is trying to actually Ron's trying to make a sincere attempt yeah. to explain his goals and, and, and connect with the boys for what it is. But unfortunately, Schmesley does not play fair. No. A- and, and Ron's efforts are undermined and interrupted by a woman pulling up in a car with. Puppies! That Leslie ordered. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I said puppies. puppies. Well, needless to say, boys and girls and Andy, everybody (laughs) just flock over to the pile of puppies as well they should. Leaving Ron sitting by himself frustrated. Well, you know, Ron
0: brought a slingshot to this fight. Leslie brought an atomic bomb. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Puppies. Yeah, you can't I mean, what are you going to do that's better than that? Not much. I mean, maybe a Snickers bar. I'm really hungry. You really are. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, mm. I miss Betty White already, speaking of Snickers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. Well, anyway, Mark. Well, back at the Plaza at Eagleton, The Treat Yourself 2011
2: Best, best
1: day of the year.
0: <laughs> Tor is winding down and not everybody is playing the game to win. And um, I think one of the people on the team is in need of a hero, Mark. <laughs>
1: Wow. Yeah. So back at the plaza, um we see Donna and Ben and Tom walking together and we see Donna and Tom are carrying lots of bags and packages. They the, have treated themselves. The true and intended result of Treat Yourself Self Day. Yep. While Ben has a few plain white socks. Like that <laughs> that's it. Um he really needed them though. Donna finally reasons that Ben's version of treating himself might be different from theirs. And she challenges Ben to figure out one thing that he'd love to blow his money on dot dot dot. We then transition to Ben walking out of a some sort of comic book store of some sort, yeah. I think, wearing a full Batman costume <laughs> <laughs> and Donna and Tom both look at him in amazement. And then as you catch this, they both bing! they both give the camera full on OMGs. Neither one of them can believe their eyes. As a matter of fact, this is, I can't even, I can't even go on. This is too good. Let's play this clip. Let's do that.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is a whole new level of nerd you're right this is ridiculous what am i doing wait no 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 No! i mean that in a good way ben listen to me you're part of the treat yourself team now okay if that costume somehow makes you happy you're gonna buy it you're gonna wear it out of the store okay (laughs) you're gonna treat yourself yeah you know what i'm gonna do that i'm gonna i'm gonna treat myself thanks you guys
1: thank you
0: Uh
1: Uh i really needed this
2: oh I
1: get it treat
2: myself. <laughs> Uh-oh,
0: Batman's crying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was this close to making that one of my AKAs. I,
0: I was very close as well. Yeah. And that, and it's a whole new level of nerd. I mean, there's some just, you know. The the look on their faces, Mark, which of course you can't really see here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Is, is fabulous. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Bing. Yeah, They're, yes, exactly. That is the sound their eyeballs made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I really, and we can talk about this at the end a little more, obviously, but I really love that Donna is getting all this screen time. It's fabulous. Oh, me
1: too. Yeah, me yeah. too, for sure.
0: Happy for Retta. Well, Mark, back at their cabin, the goddesses have a few new inductees. And one of the more senior goddesses, I think, is starting to have a little bit of regret.
1: Mm, I think you might be right. Well, it's it's now dark, and I think to this point, this has all been Friday. Yeah, it was one like, day. like one day so far, yeah. right?
0: And so, we got a
1: couple more scenes still on Friday. Yeah. So so it's now dark, and we're back at the Pawnee Goddess cabin, and Leslie is having Andy and the boys repeat after her, taking the oath of the Pawnee goddesses. Yep, yeah. and when they're done, finally tells them that they are in fact now Pawnee goddesses officially, and to enjoy the table on the other side of the room containing a mountain of puppies and both boys and girls and Andy uh, r- rush over to uh, go <laughs> play with the puppies as well. They should. Cause why wouldn't you? What are you a robot? <laughs> Leslie looks out the window at the campfire and sees Ron sitting by himself. Oh boy. Leslie walks out to join Ron and tells him that she respects the Pawnee Rangers and that he is a good troop leader. And in a moment of introspection, Ron gently disagrees, saying, not for these times I'm not. It's taken me a while to see this. But these kids, I don't understand them. And they certainly don't understand me. And Ron gets up to go turn in for the night. But he does mention to Leslie as he's leaving, you were right, by the way, your group is better. And Leslie watches him go and her face slightly sad. I'm not sure if she knows what to do.
0: Yeah, I think she at that point, she's going to chew on this and we'll see what she does with it. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be good. But I also like Ron's line where he basically says, when did kids get so interested in fun?
1: I know. I know. (laughs) And by the way. I didn't really think that there was any heat behind Ron's words. He he, he wasn't angry. I don't think he was sad. He wasn't mopey. Uh, I I think he seemed rather accepting of what he saw as reality. I just think he was like confused and a little disappointed.
0: At one point, I thought to myself, did Leslie go too far? And, And I think some people took it that way. I didn't really take it that way. I think it just played out this way. I think she feels bad about how far it went. But I don't think she, I don't think it was an equal outcome to her effort, if you know what I mean. Like she didn't want to humiliate him. That's not the goal she had in mind here. She would have loved to just had that moment where he kind of had to say, yeah, your group's better because, I don't know, a sack sack hop contest or something like that. This was not what she was going for. Eh, Full
1: exit of the Pawnee Rangers. I'll debate you on this at the end.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: Well, Mark, back at
0: the Plaza at Eagleton, uh, the the gang is kind of like in an open area of the mall. And Donna and Tom are going to finally figure out what is wrong with Batman. I mean, Ben.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a fairly short scene Um, at the mall. Donna and Tom are now finally just sitting down with Ben, talking to him. And he's still in full Batman suit, by the way. Yes. And they're asking him, hey, man, what's 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 happening? What's going on? What's what's going on here? And Ben just finally breaks down and admits he was seeing someone. He doesn't say who, nope. by the way. That's, that's still a secret. But Ben admits he was seeing someone, but that they stopped seeing each other fairly recently. And both Donna and Tom essentially tell Ben in their own words, in their own way, that he's a catch and he's going to find someone and that he's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, I love the support that he got from both Donna and Tom here. Um, especially Donna's, I don't know what a chicken head is when Tom talks, to um whatever. <laughs> um, but they're both basically saying, look, there are a lot of fish in the sea. You're a catch and you're going to be fine.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was nice. It was It was, was good. really nice. And I like the fact that even in the last scene, Tom said, hey, you're now part of the Treat Yourself gang. So Right. Yeah. They're, they're really trying to include Ben here. So that's nice to see. Well, Mark, we finally now are on day two and we're at the fishing pond at the campground. And I know that we work together. You will remember a lesson we learned from the great Ed Foreman mm-hmm. called Fake It Till You Make It. Yup. I think that was what maybe inspired Ann here.
1: Well, I happen to know that it was I Love Lucy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But I, I think- should
0: read the script. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we're back at the campground and we see girls and boys fishing at this point and Anne all of a sudden brrr, pulls a fish out of the river and impresses everyone around her, particularly the little boys. Although she admits to us that she bought it at the store, put the fish on her hook and has been standing there for 30 minutes. I'm
0: relatively certain it's also a sea fish, not a lake
1: fish. I don't know. I, I I unless it was Gordon's fish sticks, I would just I would believe it was genuine, but you may be right. Fair so, on the other side of the river from now, the, if she'd
0: pulled her rod out of the water and had fish sticks already
1: on it. That's pretty amazing. I mean, I wouldn't turn that down. Yeah. <laughs>
0: of course. It might be soggy. Yeah.
1: Whatever. <laughs> It's put it over the fireplace. Put it next year. Snickers. Bar. It's it's fun. Oh my god! <laughs> On the other side of the river from all of them, there are fishermen. There we see Ron packing up his stuff, and Leslie calls across the river to to ask him to come fish with them. Like he's trying, she's trying to include him in their activities. But he politely declines, and Leslie actually suggests, "Oh, we need you. We need you to help us have fun." A point which is slightly undercut by everyone shrieking excitedly at the remote control speedboat race. So, eh, Ron, and again, this doesn't seem with heat, really. He just kind of like he just waves and tells Leslie, I'll see you on Monday.
0: Yeah, I think he's kind of given up on it and he's probably not happy about it, but he's also not going to make a big deal. This is Ron.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's not pleased, but he's accepting of it. That sounds exactly right. Yeah.
0: This is also what you alluded to where Anne gives us in The Talking Head uh, the indication that she got this idea from an I Love Lucy episode.
1: Oh, yeah, Which is just terrific.
0: That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and then she goes, (laughs) but it feels pretty good to have a bunch of little boys super into me. That came out wrong.
1: Yeah, immediately. Immediately. immediately she knew that. Yeah,
0: she she called a foul on herself.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, back at the Parks Department, we are reminded that some things are better left to the imagination.
1: Now I have a question for you. So yeah. we're we're saying that everything up to that fishing scene was Friday. The the fishing scene denoted probably Saturday morning. I'm, Sounds right. I'm sure. guessing. Yeah. So we're at City Hall now. Yeah. Does Jerry work on the weekends? So is this Monday morning?
0: Uh they happen to have office hours from nine to twelve on Saturdays. Oh good Lord. And there's a rotating staff uh, roster for that, Mark.
1: So you think this is still Saturday? It's Saturday. You enormous nerd. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So Saturday afternoon... Jerry is at work. Unbelievable. And 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 uh, he's standing at the front desk and, and no one's really around. And he bends down for a second to get something. And the camera kind of follows him when he bends down. And then he stands back up and the camera goes back up with him. And then Jerry and we are ah! startled to see Chris there all of a sudden. <laughs> Chris tells Jerry that he wants to keep everything above board regarding his relationship with Millie. And he let him know that they went out last night and it was amazing. And they had sparkling conversation and she spent the night at his house. Have a great day, Jerry. And Jerry, Jerry's a little stunned by this, to say the least.
0: Well, he had only basically one or two lines in that whole thing. One, where did you come from? Yeah. Because he's startled. And two, he starts off by telling Chris that he really doesn't need to do this. Right. You know, basically recount the entire evening. Right. And he stops before that part of the evening gets recounted. And i he's at that point, he can't
1: speak. Yeah. Yikes. Kind of like us. He should have stopped before then.
0: Yeah, absolutely should have stopped before then. He is in oversharing mode. Yes, he is. As the trigger robot often is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, from there, we move into Ron's office. And this is the final scene of the main episode. And we see that Leslie once again knows how to help out her friends.
1: So this is a great scene it we're is. we're at City Hall I believe this is now at least Monday morning will you give me that? I'll give you that alright so it's Monday morning concern it and, and uh, we see Ron walking down the hall towards his office and he opens his door and he sees a group of young boys and girls waiting for him and Ron is surprised clearly he's not expecting this you know what let's have Constantine play this last clip let's do that
2: what are you doing here? We're here for the club? That was last week. The ad says today. Ad. Are you tough as nails? Would you rather sleep on a bed of pine needles than a mattress? Do you find video games pointless and shopping malls stupid? Do you march to the beat of your own drummer? Did you make the drum yourself? If so, you might just have what it takes to be a Swanson. Pawnee's most hardcore outdoor club starts today. Boys and girls, welcome. Swansons, are you prepared for whatever lies ahead? Yes, sir. Before we proceed, do any of you have any dietary restrictions?
1: Correct, you do not. First outing is right now. I will be teaching
2: you to dig a proper trench. Does that sound like something you want to do? (laughs) Yes, sir. This will be no fun at all. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i love it you see that little smile he has at the end it's so good like, this will be no fun at all yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> for anyone but him yeah well leslie i think obviously is in clean up her own mess mode but it doesn't for me detract from what she really did here
1: all right <laughs>
0: wow you're not even going to meet me. You just want to save it. That's what you're saying. I want to save it. All right. Fair enough. All right. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll debate that shortly. All right. Well, Mark, all that's left is the kicker. And I have us tagged at Burley's house. Yeah. Now, you'd appreciate that because it definitely
1: still well, is. residence, formerly known as Burley's there, house.
0: There you have it. Yeah. And we see a very short movie. I think this one's called Batman Returns or The Cable Guy. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: That'd be a good cooperative crossover. I kind of like that. Yeah. Batman the Cable Guy. Oh, my gosh. Write it. Print it. Done. Yep. So we go to the residence, formerly known as Burley's, where, as we know, Ben is living with April and Andy, which actually I, I don't think that we've visited this location since the season three episode. Jerry's painting. It sounds about right. Remu- I almost forgot that yeah. they live
0: together. Yeah. And well, we're about to back to back be there again. So it just, but it's been a minute.
1: Yeah, it yeah. certainly has. Well, April's laptop appears to be acting up. And we hear say, the internet's not working, followed by both her and Andy calling for Ben. Ben! I had a dollar. <laughs> You're telling me. Ben. Ben walks into the room still in full Batman mode. <laughs> he's got the suit on still. And he, Look, he paid a lot of money for this treat. He's going to continue to treat himself. I can't. I can't, I can't blame him for that. Nope. And he tells them he's a bit annoyed. He's like, guys, just unplug the router and plug it back in. And then they don't do it. They're like, I guess you want me to do it. Like, and deer so in the that, headlight. And so he, he he doesn't know what they don't know what router or unplug or in they don't know what any of those words mean so he kneels down and all batman and he kneels down to get under the desk his cape's billowing as he pushes it back and he (laughs) unplugs the router and he plugs the router back in and then he gets back up and after april confirms that yes the internet's now working ben leaves the room giving his cape a dramatic flourish as he whips out of sight Fade to black. I mean, fade to black.
0: There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a great episode breakdown, Mark. I I know we put several things. We put put a pen in several things to talk about. Yeah. So I'm anxious to do that. When we come back, we'll also talk about first fun facts, tropes and deleted scenes. And then uh, we'll give it a score and we'll go home.
1: All right. Let's do it.
0: All right. We'll be right back, everybody. Hello.
2: This is Ron Swanson. I am here today to talk to you about a young person's journey to adulthood, a journey that many so-called adults never seem to complete. Do not confuse this with one of those talks. You can get that from your parents or from your 7th grade gym teachers, Mr. Bollocker and Ms. Kegel. No, I want to talk about what it means to be a Swanson, where our official handbook, which is loosely based on the Pawnee Rangers handbook written by yours truly a few years back, now simply says, be a Swanson. What else is there to say, you asked? I'm glad you asked. You see, Swansons stand apart from the crowd. For instance, if you like video games, hanging out at the mall, and think bonfires were invented to cook s'mores, then you are likely not a Swanson. But if you think a properly excavated trench has at least thirteen proper uses, then let's talk. Or, better yet, let's not. Because as your leader, I will talk and you will listen. Then, not only will the proper order of things be restored, I will know that you might just have what it takes to be part of this elite group. Now, I realize only a fraction of a fraction, which mathematically must result in, well, a smaller fraction, will actually make the cut. And since I am not a nerd like my colleague Ben, I will cease discussing math at this point. Suffice to say, there will be those who are not able to make it down this winding and challenging road to become the ultimate version of yourself. However, for those of you who might try, be sure to properly prepare yourself to take the steps necessary if you are to be among the few, the proud, the Swansons. Pawnee's Most Hardcore Outdoor Club starts today. All boys and girls are welcome, because not having fun doesn't discriminate. Do you have what it takes? Come find out this week as we fill the roster for this year's new recruits. And when many of you fall short, please remember, not everyone is cut out to be a Swanson. Thank you. That is all.
0: All right, everybody, we're back. Well, Mark, our deleted scenes this week, you know, we 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 watch the DVDs and we try and collect information on those. We have about three minutes and 48 seconds, which was about nine scenes. Um, you know, again, like always, there's always some funny stuff in here you can mine yeah. and, and really, I think, would have been pretty funny to have in here. Um you know, I thought the the talking spoon scene I mentioned before. That's
1: pretty funny. It was
0: pretty funny. Uh, my other favorite one and only the only other one I'll probably bring up and mention. Well, no, that's not true. I'm going to mention three more. The next one I'm going to mention <laughs> in the scene in Ron's office at the beginning uh, where the Rangers are all oh, there. you are yeah. about to leave. Oh,
2: yeah, oh, yeah.
0: They all line up to punch him in the stomach, which he tells them is necessary because they need to be tough because Mother Nature is a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Bully. Bully. So, and then the the last ranger (laughs) to try to punch Ron is is Andy. Andy. And Ron blocks it and punches him in the face. Yeah. And he drops and starts flopping on the ground like a fish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love pratfalls.
0: I I wrote pratfall. Very nice. Yes. The only other two I'll mention very briefly. There are two deleted scenes where Batman is still in full regalia at the mall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He goes into a photo booth, takes a picture of himself. Oh, yeah. There's a little small, a family of a couple kids and a mom standing outside waiting for him. He looks at the photo. You know, he's fully out now. They think it's their turn. He's like, no, this doesn't work. I got to take it again. Yeah. (laughs) He scoots him aside. Yeah, get out of my way. Yeah, Batman needs more pictures. (laughs) And then Love there's it. just a random scene of Batman on the escalator which was kind of like just interesting to look at. It took me to a place. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know.
1: It was a, the the uh, mall
0: with Batman, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought it was kind of a where's Waldo moment. Like, well, how many places are we going to put Batman for no apparent reason?
0: I, I think if they'd had three or four or more of those, it would have been really obvious. But I think that's exactly what like they were going
1: Batman for. Batman on an escalator. Batman eating shawarma.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Through the through the, ca- the cowl. That would be difficult.
1: Well, yeah, well. But you know what would have fit in the
0: cowl really easily? A Snickers
1: bar. Oh, my
0: gosh.
2: <laughs> let's <laughs> move on. I'm
1: coming back. Mm.
0: No, let's move on. All right. Tropes first, fun Mm -hmm. facts, and stuff like that. What you got?
1: Yes. I mean, you got those. And here's what I got for them I have um, three firsts. Okay. Um, First is a duh, the first time we're introduced to Tom and Donna's annual treat yourself trip. Um, the first time that we are introduced, actually, I only have two. <laughs> is then the, <laughs> the same two I do? Don't the, the, you? the first time we're introduced to Millie, yeah, uh, Jerry's daughter. Which I guess I, I put as another note, which I thought was a third at a point that was. This is really the first time that we've ever met a member of Jerry's family yeah. in yeah. person. I said first time we meet another Gurgage. That's even better. Yeah. Way to encapsulate because yeah. because we we've we. We've been on the phone with Gail before. Sure. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But we've never met.
1: Right. Or even heard her voice. That's true.
0: That's true. So this true. is pretty good. It's a big, big step forward.
1: Yeah. What do you got on tropes? For tropes, I have four. Um, one is, I remember we said Bidgey. Yes. The ben does not get yep. what in the heck this treat yourself thing is about. I got a Bidgey. Yep. And uh, I had a... You have a series of tropes that involve Leslie kind of being over the top. And and I always struggle because I can't figure out exactly how to call it. So I just call this over the top, Leslie.
0: I fixed it. You did? Yeah, I had the same one and I had the same problem with it. Uh. I created a new acronym for us. What is it? The acronym is LCE. Leslie celebrates everything. And it occurred to me that this is a really good way to encapsulate it because that's exactly what happens here. You know, she's given out like gold, silver, and bronze pillows for a pillow fight, right? That's pretty, pretty celebrate everything neat. And she's done this on Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, um, scrapbook start day. I mean, you name it. Leslie will celebrate it.
1: I like this a lot. You know why? Because I, I think this is a very explicit but consistent. Yes. Slice of Leslie yeah. craziness. It's that It's only love. one flavor of her crazy, but she but does this a lot. She does. That's a that's an. Yeah, excellent I think call it's a reusable. Out. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, I also had punching bag Jerry. Yeah. You know, Tom keeping Jerry from taking a cupcake, and you know, Chris kind of telling him, "I don't care, Jerry." You know, he tells him he's a ranger. Yeah. And and I have one that I've never used before, uh-oh. and I'm really excited to use this. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> punching bag Anne. Because during the Pawnee Goddesses weekend, yeah. Anne kind of played the Jerry role. She really and, did. And when you think about it, we actually kind of saw this in the last episode as well a little bit with Ron and April shunning her. Could this be the beginning of a trend? PBA. Mm-hmm. Yep. To go with our PBJ and PBK. Yes. I like it. Let's, yeah. let's,
0: let's track it because I think it's worth tracking because- we know that this Anne's about to go through a phase, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to use that a little bit here. I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I like it.
0: How about the goofs or fun facts, Mark? I got a couple of those.
1: I have no goofs. Okay. I have just one fun fact. Okay. Um, look, When Chris introduces himself to Millie as Jerry's much younger friend, um, in reality, Rob Lowe is just two years younger than Jim O'Hare. Holy cow. Can you believe it? Yeah. I don't know what that says about either of them, but just holy cow. We like both of them. Let's just leave it
0: at that. Let's leave it at that. Fair sure <laughs> enough. Yeah. The, the other fun fact I, I had, Mark, was the reference to I Love Lucy, by the way. That was episode oh, yeah. seven from season six of I Love Lucy called Deep Sea Fishing. Oh, my. So if you want to go out and watch that one <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I pick that one and 40 others because just what a, what a crazy good show.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely.
0: Uh, how about goofs, Mark? You said you had none. I've got
1: one. I have none.
0: The only goof, and I, I did not find this. I stole this off the, them their internet. Yeah. You know, Leslie compliments one of the Pani goddesses on her her, her homemade bulgogi. Mm-hmm. I guess is how you say it. Um, you know, it's a Korean dish, and I apologize if I'm saying it wrong. I'm not familiar with it personally, but apparently it's made from thinly sliced beef or pork. But Leslie is basically eating a bowl of noodles. So oh. Probably not the right Korean dish.
1: <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you know, what still are you sounds do? delicious. Yeah, it does sound delicious. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, Mark, should we move into our scores?
1: Let's score it, babe. Well, you know, Alan, we're now both submitting choices for MVP. Yeah. And I know you keep calling me this crazy fanboy of Nick Offerman and <laughs> oh, Ron Swanson. Yeah, I just think uh-huh. that that's ridiculous. It has no no basis in reality, sir. No basis at all. And see now you don't know what I'm going to do now. So uh, my co uh, actually I have co-MVPs. I'm going to give it to Aziz Ansari and Retta as Tom and Donna.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, th- this is this has got to be Donna's best episode to date. I'm so glad that she got the screen time. That I don't she
0: even want to say what mine were now. I have to redact.
1: <laughs> you yours just, are better. You say Ron Swanson.
0: Mine were Ron and Leslie. Oh, co MVP. That's great. Yours are better. You know what, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and we can talk about this here, and as we do, finish our scores, but
2: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh.
0: while not the best ensemble use ever,
1: no, it, it wasn't. There
0: are strong pairings here. Yes, and, and I think that's reflected here in our in our MVP votes.
1: Well, I, I had said. Last week, when I think you and I both gave MVP to to Mo Collins with yeah, Joan did. Calamezzo, yeah. Yeah. and and I think the way I I I liked how I ended up saying it, I think, which is that I edited j- that out. J- <laughs> Joan Calamezzo is not going to make an episode or even a storyline on her own. No, but but, that, but that. that's yeah. not the nature of her character. That's correct. The fact is, in the last episode, she went so far and above the main, the baseline for her character. I think that's why she deserved okay. MVP. And I want to give it for, for Donna, if nothing else. But I also kind of want to give it to Tom, because I like that pairing. That dynamic. Would, that Between dynamic. Them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The dynamic duo. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Batman. Yep. Oh. Alfred, get this guy out of here. Um, Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do for a Snickers bar? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel like Tom and Donna just really kicked it up a notch and made this storyline shine. I love the introduction of Treat Yourself Day, which is yet another thing that's been inspired by Parks and Rec. And I, it's caught them like wildfire. I bet that this is only second to Galentine's Day as far as how well it's known. You know, that sounds right to me. And yeah. then third, as I said, I like the pairing of Tom and Donna. It has this, it has the element of indulgence like Tom has with John Ralphio without it seemingly seeming ridiculously over the top. I mean, I know it was, but not John Ralphio over the top, which is kind of nice. Um, A few additional notes. I I read a few reviews and opinions of this episode at the time that it came out. It was really interesting to me that this episode seemed to be rather divisive, believe it or not. And it seemed like people either really enjoyed it or really hated it. And I think it's because this is my opinion, my guess anyway, that. This episode focused on relationships, I think, more than just laugh out loud comedy. Although yeah, there true. there was some of that, too. There was. Um, and I think some people found it a little boring saying and I even heard some people say it was one of their worst episodes since Time Capsule, I think, um, which whatever uh, other uh, other people thought the episode was great. They thought it was iconic and funny and very satisfying. And I got to say, I'm I'm definitely in that camp. Um I know it has to be clear to our loyal podcast viewers that I am a true unashamed Ron fanboy, And we've also talked about how Mike Schur considers the relationship between Leslie and Anne to be like the the true heart of the show. But for me, I've always felt the heart of the show is really the relationship between Ron and Leslie, you know, for, and for that reason, I love it when they can produce a healthy conflict between the two. Mm. Like not only is it funny, but I feel like it's interesting and it serves as a platform for further character growth. You know what I mean? Um, and in this case, I think that we can sympathize with both characters like I I definitely see how Leslie would want to write a, a mean and unnecessary wrong from five years ago. And and I give her props for creating something that's fun and enjoyed by most. And I, I get what she's trying to do on the flip side. It's I think it's easy to write Ron off as an alpha male jerk, but I don't really think that's true. I think. I think Ron has very explicit and stubborn ideas about how things should be, but I really don't think he has any ego in this fight. Like, I don't think he has anything to prove. You know what I mean? He he
0: looked very stuck in the mud on his beliefs But they didn't seem sexist or anything like that. No,
1: not at all. all. Yeah. Um, And and I think he's honestly just trying to do the best he can. And he even goes as far as to admit to Leslie, you know what? Your club is better. These kids, I don't understand them and they don't understand me. Um, I absolutely adore the ending. I I thought that the writers cleverly had things come full circle by having Leslie write an ad in the paper for Pawnee's most hardcore outdoor club ever. You know, ask, well, do you have what it takes to be a Swanson? This is great stuff. Like, I I feel like even though Leslie felt like she had something to prove, I think that she also sees a lot of value in what Ron brings to the table. I think that Leslie is just better at managing expectations than Ron is. And I think that goes a long way. That's a good point. I also like the symmetry here between this episode where Stern slash tough Ron has a very different troop from playful slash supportive Leslie and the season three premiere episode, Go Big or Go Home, where Stern slash tough Ron has a very different basketball team from playful slash supportive Andy. Yeah, I kind of liked it. It's a good parallel. Yeah. I also love the way the writers are giving Ben some real – Serious nerd cred (laughs) like last episode, we had this great Star Trek rant when he was trying to kind of cool things down with with Joan Calamezzo. And then this episode. Oh, my gosh. Spinal Tap 11. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Full on Dark Knight costume. A few nitpicks. I just still felt like this was not a great use of the comedic bench. It it was it was okay. It was okay. As much as I'm glad that they gave some much deserved screen time to Donna. And, and to Jerry as well, actually, I feel like it got taken away from Andy, April and Anne. not like it, I'm not saying they weren't in the episode. They just didn't feel like they had much of a presence there. But meh, it is what it is. Um, I have to admit to you, I'm still a little irritated at how much of an idiot they made Tom in the second episode of the season, Ron and Tammy's. And as a result, I have to admit, it irks me a little bit, a little bit that we had that episode where Tom was clearly spending money irresponsibly. And supposedly had his aha moment. But now Tom is once again spending irresponsibly under the guise of Treat Yourself. Now, that aside, I still enjoyed the subplot.
0: Mark, the calendar is the calendar.
1: What are you going to do? I, it is Treat yeah. Yourself Day
0: 2011. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Crazy Mark Rubric coming up in 5, 4, 1. I don't want to wait. Just so, go. Yeah. Just, just go. <laughs> Why, Why try? try? <laughs> so, I'm going to give this a 4.5 base score. I thought the three stories were were all pretty good. I guess I would say the the Chris, Jerry, Millie story was the weakest of the three. It was still okay.
0: Yeah, It, it
1: still had good, good points to it. So 4.5 for that. I'm going to give one whole point for great performances by uh, co-MVPs Aziz Ansari and Retta, including the birth of Treat Yourself. I'm going to give half a point for a great performance by Amy Poehler, as Leslie Nope. I'm going to give... Half a point for a great Ron-tastic performance by the stoic, unflinching Nick Offerman. And I'm going to give another half point for a good performance by Adam Scott as Ben Wyatt. I felt like he helped kind of flesh out the other side of that uh, treat-yourself storyline. I'm going to give one whole point, because I really liked it, to a sweet and satisfying ending, another one, with Leslie kind of, I feel like coming back from her overzealousness a little bit, realizing the value Ron brings to the table and acting on it in a productive and respectful way. So one point for that. And finally, I'm going to give one whole point to Ben Wyatt in a Batman costume, Ben Wyatt crying in a Batman costume, Ben (laughs) Wyatt fixing April and Andy's internet in a Batman costume. Priceless, priceless. So you add all of them their nutty points up, and you come up with nine little Sebastians. Um, I, I thought this was a pretty strong episode for me. Actually, I I also liked a sub theme I, I I saw in this episode. At least I did uh, of, of finding the good in something that's maybe silly or stubborn or confusing or idiotic. So. Leslie clearly wanted to one up Ron Yeah, and she did one up Ron, but then finally acknowledge that in his own way, Ron brings a lot of value to the table. It just needs to be couched in the right way. In a similar sense, personally for me, I know I've been giving Tom a hard time this season so far. I get it because deep down, it seems like he's kind of reverted to a clueless idiot. He's is spending irresponsibly, blah, blah, blah. And yet I think deep down, there really is seriously benefit to occasionally treating yourself and being kind to yourself and helping yourself relax and enjoy life. Maybe not every single day, but 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 there's something there that actually is 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 decent and valid. So
0: I I, I totally agree. Um, I, I think that if there had been a little more time between the episode where we had that version of Tom well, and, and Entertainment 720 is not doing well, and that's going to be the focus of an upcoming episode. Yeah. So, the timing's a little ill in that regard. If those things were six months or beginning of the season, oh, end great. of the season apart, yep. wouldn't have
1: bothered me at all. I agree. Yeah. Completely agree. Th-
0: that aspect of it. Right. Now, I will still say that I felt like that storyline was a little weak, even though I had moments I really enjoyed. I would say the same thing about the A storyline and the C storyline, Me. Like mm. just generally, you see my graph I made there yeah. where you're talking. Yeah, I see that during the crazy mark rubric of uh, viewers at home. What I did was I drew, <laughs> uh, basically what I called like a, uh, you know, a quality slash quantity slash. Did I like it graph? Mm. And you can see where there, there are moments there where it gets up toward an 11. And then most of them now like a seven and a half might be the peak. I, mm. I, I liked all three stories. I just felt like none of them reached the height they could have. But overall, I, I do agree with, I think, everything you said generally. Um, I felt like that the fight, if you will, in air quotes, between Leslie and Ron was, was amusing at times. And, you know, it's typical for Leslie to be competitive. It's also relatively typical for Ron to not take the bait. And so I felt like they were true to themselves. In that regard. And I like that. Um, they work within the constraints of the characters we know to date. Not that there can't be character growth and things like that, of course, or character fluctuation. Um, I guess you could honestly probably say the same thing about Tom, though, right? He's kind of in his mold. He didn't really break out of it. He isn't yet there financially. He hasn't mogulized to the level yet that he's going to figure that out. I guess we'll see if that happens in the future. Spoiler. It kind of does. <laughs> but... You know, Donna was just terrific. And so yeah. I think if we'd gotten the same type of enjoyment of, of Tom's performance and maybe less of that dichotomy of the crazy you know spending problem, that plot line would have been a little bit better. But mm. I thought Ben was terrific. I like the fact that they made him vulnerable. They actually, we got to see him have an emotional reaction to the fact that he's not doing well with this Leslie. It's hard to call it a breakup, but I guess breakup.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Because, you know, he he really doesn't see why he's there in the same way, because even though he said all those nice things about Pawnee earlier on in the season, we all know that while he believes some of those things about Pawnee, most of those sentiments were about Leslie and what she brings to the table when he gets to work that closely with her.
1: Well, I don't think the colors of Pawnee shine so brightly if Leslie's not in the picture. I think that's the point here. Yeah.
0: Right. And and sandwich cards aside, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's just not that much. That, oh, it's expired for him to stick around for anymore. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the way he's got to be feeling. Chris, on the other hand, is Mr. Positive about everything. He's in this new role um, where he got to have increased responsibility. Ben's doing pretty much the same thing.
1: You, you, you know, you got me thinking about that, though. I agree with everything you just said. The only hesitation I have is it seems like when Ben and Chris, for that matter, have like typically moved town to town to town. Right. And so they've been here in Pawnee for a while now. Yeah, that's true. So I could see it maybe if Ben kind of thought, well, you know what? At least I'm kind of making some friends like I'm kind of putting down some roots. Not that I blame him for being down about Leslie. And yes, I'm not going to fool myself. She is the main reason he's here. But well, eh. And something important happened in this episode. He got invited into the Treat Yourself
0: Club, right? He yeah. He got time, meaningful time with Donna and Tom who, while they've in- liked him, they they only really in this episode expressed it to him for the first time, right? So now – post this episode he might actually start to feel like he is putting roots down a little more we'll have to see what happens that's true
1: that's a pretty exclusive club
0: it is and yeah. it hasn't happened as much to to this point it's really been the Ben and Leslie show yeah or Bensley i'm sorry excuse me <laughs> <laughs> i don't want angry letters by not using the correct uh, you know uh you know shipping there so, yeah yeah um, Mark, I think if you had lowered your base score to four instead of 4.5, we'd be exactly on the same page. I gave this eight and a half for Little Sebastians. No, oh, all right. Which is, again, a very good score. I think it, m- it matches a lot of really good episodes, but not necessarily a great episode, which I'm going to save my nines. My nine and a half is the, you know, because of our no quarter point rule, the closest <laughs> thing I can give to a 10 without a perfect score. So... I I really worked hard to reserve that for this a few episodes that are still in front of us.
1: I see. I see. Well, I have to And some that are behind us. (laughs) I have to respect that. Now, so I'll just briefly debate you. Did you think Leslie was mean spirited?
0: A little. However, again, I still feel like that
1: is correct. No, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. I think let's let's score her her mean spiritedness. That that will help put this in context from the point I want to make. Let's. I'll, I'll say I gave it a, a, a initially a six and a half, maybe a seven. What would you call it?
1: Actually, in in terms of mean spiritedness, uh, three, maybe less. I I my my point my point was just simply that. I, I, I totally respect Leslie for wanting to stand up for for, for girls, for women. Yes. It, it was a, a bad move that was made in the past. I don't blame her a bit for avenging yep. it. And I don't even blame her for being a little bit like, you know what, we'll we'll show them. Eh, that's all right. I, I felt like mm. and even when she was poking at Ron, I like what you said earlier. That's not unlike sometimes how they are because yeah. they are very ideologically different. So yeah. that's not so, so. Yeah weird for that to happen. And they
0: seem to have a thick skin for each other's ability to do that to the other. So I don't think it normally would have bothered Ron as much. I think this, this got in some sort of weird echo chamber where it, let's say it was a three or three and a half. It got amplified up to a seven or an eight without her really meaning for it to go that far. That was the point I was
1: trying to say. And and I, by the way, I completely agree. I don't think she meant for this to happen. I think that she had a, a, a mania that turned to madness that turned to mean spirited. Um, and, and I think that, that for me, the turning point was when Darren wanted in and she was like, Oh, why don't you, she said to him, Oh, Hey, sorry, this is girls only. Why don't you go form a club on your own? I thought, wow. Yeah. And see, that's so unlike Leslie. It is. And I know she's not a mean person. That's just why that kind of struck me as, Oh, (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, fair enough. I'll agree with you, but I will also argue that. If we're going to let this group of girls kind of show what they've learned from Leslie, she needs to be imperfect long enough for them to kind of rise above the teacher, so to speak.
1: Oh, I completely agree. I, I think the way they handled it was yeah, genius. Yeah. I, I am so But happy. almost out of
0: character, to your point.
1: Yes. Yeah, it, fair it, enough. It, it was that? brief. But you know what? We're all, all the more human. reason to give it eight and a half instead of nine. <laughs> but we're all human. So yeah. I, I like that they showed her as kind of having... Let's let's call it a low point. I don't know for, okay. for, for two reasons, because a she couched these girls so well that they they essentially called her on her own BS. And they really did. And I have to respect that. Yeah. And the other thing that I respect is I think after all this, Leslie kind of realized. All right. And and then she did that. What is very Leslie esque and wrote that ad basically saying I respect the hell out of you. Yeah. I know exactly what. Who who would you rather want helping you in a zombie apocalypse, Leslie? No, no, no! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You None just, of course, you absolutely. just get out of here. No, no, I know just what you're look saying. Look at you now. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah. look. I want Leslie to design the weapons, but I want Ron <laughs> to forge
1: them. See, now you're making me rethink because Leslie has an enormous shmores supply in her she in bar. Really That's so right. Uh, now you're making she just me to rethink make a good it. steak.
0: Like, like the time you stab a vampire with
1: or a zombie. Now you're making me think they should team up to protect us from the zombie apocalypse.
0: Mark, I feel like we've got to make this happen somehow. We've just basically created a a spinoff of parks and recreation.
1: Hellraiser zombie apocalypse. Uh, And then we can have Donna as part of it. I don't even
0: know if I can speak for the rest of this episode (laughs) because my brain is there and it's working really hard right
1: now. You can hear the gerbils just going through the wheel.
0: Yeah, it's happening. Yep. Very good. Well, nice job on the breakdown, Mark. I really appreciate your your feedback. Uh, My score was right. Yours was just slightly wrong. Um, We will see if you can make it up to us next week. Fair enough. And speaking of next week. We'll be back next week with Meet and, Greet, Meet and Greet, which is the fifth episode of season four. And yep. I'm looking forward to breaking that one down.
1: Man, we're trucking right along.
0: We really are. Yep. We're, making, uh, we're making headway on season four. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we look forward to talking to you next week.
1: All right. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Bye, everybody.
2: Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of The Creators copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompony.com for more details or to contact us.